0: Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council.
1: Hi there, it's Sarah Hendy and this is our Spotlight podcast. As I'm sure you can understand, we can't broadcast Spotlight on air at the moment just because logistically it is a little too difficult. However, I'm always curious to know how people are staying creative, keeping busy through these strange and difficult times. Now, as we learned in the last lockdown, for some creatives lockdown looks a lot like normal life. We appreciate that doesn't apply to everyone but it is always so interesting to hear how people are staying busy, staying creative and keeping themselves going through uncertain times. The first person I'm going to speak to in this little podcast series is the lovely Janet Lees. She's a copywriter, a photographer, an artist, a filmmaker, a poet and she has a lot of wisdom to share um, and a lot of exciting stories about different things she has been up to. This is my conversation with Janet Lees. Oh
0: my God, I did, a, I, did a, I did a reading the other night, on Friday night. I was invited by a magazine in America, Poetry Magazine, to do a reading as a guest at their salon. Oh my gosh. And, uh, I know, but the trouble was, it was like, their 8pm was my 1am, <laughs> so I was there for like two hours with them. They were so lovely, and we had a really nice time. But then I couldn't go to sleep at all, of course, because I was totally overstimulated. Yeah. I ended up going to sleep at about four thirty. It was good, and that's slightly different because you've got a role, yeah. You know, in that situation. So,
1: So how did that come about? What was what was that?
0: Well, interestingly enough, it came about through because you know I won a pamphlet competition a couple of years ago, yes, uh, and I got the pamphlet published, and then I was the judge last year for the same competition because that's what they do. And so it was one of the people, it was the runner-up who asked me, because he's involved with this poetry magazine in America. He, he's American, so. So it was really nice, and they were so lovely, and they asked loads of questions. I think probably Americans are better at that, you know? Yeah. So it was really good.
1: Oh, wonderful. And I suppose that must be something that kind of would have come about anyway, but has perhaps been made easier by like, one of the silver linings of, of our current situation.
0: Well, actually, I think they only started doing this salon online because of the, um, because of COVID. So mm-hmm. they, they probably would have done it, they, they were doing it before, I think, but maybe once a month and they were doing it in real life. Mm-hmm. So they would only have had local people. So yeah, I mean, it's really good some of the stuff that's come out, you know, I think, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. But um, like, as you're saying, so much of your daily life, is business as usual what what do your days look like is, is that has anything altered or is it um a, is it just a comfortable comfortable routine already
0: well what for us in self-isolation we had to make a routine actually for ourselves i mean we got work anyway and that's good but it was the thing about needing to be outside mm-hmm. and we're so lucky we've got a garden you know i don't know how people cope in isolation or if they're shielding if they don't have any outside space or if they've got young kids it must be really hard but we've got the garden and we made ourselves go outside for an hour every day after lunch immediately after lunch otherwise we wouldn't have done it yeah and we did a huge amount in the garden that we would never have done had it not been for lockdown self-isolation so that's really good so we have been probably outside more than we normally would be at this time of year and now we can go for walks again that's great and then also I've been doing I've been doing this thing called Body Groove online, which is a—it's like a dance-based thing. And I've discovered this real love of, like, dance as an exercise. Yeah. So it's really good. So that's been really helpful. And it's a very positive kind of thing. I love it, honestly, because you get to be completely, like, expressive with your movements. <laughs> you know, it's really good. So that's helped me from a physical point of view because, obviously, sitting down a lot. But the main thing for me always, right from the beginning of the year, and always really, has been creative work, you know, doing my creative work. Because I do spend quite a lot of time on Instagram and on my laptop making films and writing poetry. So, you know, already doing a lot of that online stuff anyway. So, But that's been really, really important. And actually, Instagram is, for me, a really good and supportive community. Mm -hmm. I've got a really nice bunch of friends on there. You know, we follow each other because we all like similar things and, you know, and everyone's really supportive. And I've never, ever had, I don't think, a negative comment or seen anybody saying anything destructive or... It's its amazing, actually, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. a lot of social media can be quite mm-hmm. horrible, really, sometimes. It can get like that.
1: Yeah, plenty like, of trolling. The, the
0: community I found on Instagram is not like that at all. So as well as being an outlet for creativity it is a kind of very supportive online community as well. Mm
1: -hmm. I'm so glad to hear that because I think social media does get bad rap quite a lot of the time and for good reason, Um, you know, bad things happen on there. But um, on social media, follow artists, poets, writers, travellers, photographers, creatives from any walk of life. And you'll have so much better a social media experience. And it's so true. You've posted such a variety of things recently. And I suppose it's all it's all threads that are ongoing through your creative practice. I love these, like, slightly animated images with, like, uh, how, how does that work? What do you call them and how does that work?
0: I don't know what to call them, really. <laughs> They're just kind of... I don't know what to call them. They're just animated stills, I guess. But, um... I just love like messing around and and putting layers on things. And I've I've done an awful, I've learned an awful lot about that this year. So I use a variety of different apps. um, And and through, you know, in each app, I add something different. Mm -hmm. And then also sometimes just a really small amount of animation to an image just lifts it and makes it, and add sound as well. I love sound. Mm -hmm. You know, I've discovered a real passion for soundscapes and creating soundscapes. As well as working with musicians, obviously, and people who are professional sound artists. But I just love it. And I've really discovered it's really interesting because I actually did um, an integrated arts degree. And when I was doing that degree, I was really militant about not wanting to mix the art forms that I was doing, even though I'd signed up for it, which was a bit bizarre. Um, but now I find myself absolutely loving it. So I've kind of finally fallen into what I was meant to be doing when I was like 20 or 19 or whatever I was, you know. So I'm kind of really loving the integrating all of those different forms. So visual, words, sound and music. I just love it. It's mm. just fantastic. And I can get completely lost in it. And it, you know, when you're in that flow state, you just feel better and you're not worrying about what's going on. You're not doom scrolling because <laughs> I find myself occasionally falling into that doom scrolling, you know, where you're just looking through news and it's just like, oh my God, this is terrible. So it stops me doing that as well, which is really good.
1: Mm-hmm. You're a copywriter as well. How are you, is the, is the balance remaining the same? Or are you finding you needing your sort of more personal, creative work more than you would have, were we, back in normal life, inverted commas?
0: Yeah, I think so for all of those reasons, because we are living through a really uncertain time. And, and there's that feeling of, uh, I don't know what you call it really, Well, anxiety, you know, I've always struggled with anxiety. And I think sometimes we pick up the general anxiety as well. Mm -hmm. I know I do. Sometimes I wake in the night and I'm thinking, I'm not particularly anxious about anything myself, but I'm really feeling horrendously anxious. You know, it's just that awful fear going through me, even though I'm not anxious personally. So I think um, it's more important now than ever before, you know, the creative stuff, the creative It's like going into a different world, you know, where all the rules, well, there aren't really any rules. And um, it's a safe place to go, actually, isn't it? Your own creativity. Although it can get a bit dodgy sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) If you go down a route that's very, if it's to do with grief, for instance, and loss, I do that. But then I kind of, I suppose that's straying into a bit of therapeutic creativity. Anyway. Sorry, I've lost my thread there. But yes, mm-hmm. I, do think it is, I do think it is more important now than ever before. But funnily enough, in the first lockdown, I thought I'd have no work, no paid work. I thought it would just go off a cliff. And completely out of the blue, I got a new client um, in Hong Kong, bizarrely. Gosh. And so uh, I was working with my business partner and we were just working. It was unbelievable. We had five months of incredible busyness, which we were really, really grateful for even though it was stressful, we were so grateful to be earning money, you know, when we didn't expect to be. Um, So it was necessary then to to keep doing my own stuff, to counter that, because too much of that is just really, you know, deadlines and, you know, quite not terribly inspiring, you know, words all the time, even though they were lovely clients, actually. Um, So, yes, it was really important then. But at the moment, I'm not so busy with you know work work and so it's great to have more time to devote to you know my own work and collaborations with other people as well.
1: Mm. Tell us about those collaborations because this all sounds very exciting.
0: Well yes I mean these things have come about mostly through Instagram again actually I think um so Yes, yeah, so one guy, Paul, who is uh, who we kind of ban each other on Instagram, and he's based in Bristol actually. And he's a he's an amazing musician. He's also an amazing photographer. He sings as well. He's multi talented. So, um, and our work is really similar. We do very similar kind of photography. And he's sort of his most recent thing is poetry, I guess. So, so we're we're similar at many, many levels. And we decided that it would be nice to have. Um, a kind of ongoing conversation between us where one of us shares something with the other and then the other responds to that um, in whatever medium. So, for instance, he he started off by sharing an image with me and I responded with a poem. Then he responded with a poem to that and then I responded to his poem with an image and it just went on like that. Mm-hmm. So it started as this kind of kind of linear process, but it's become completely... It's got completely out of control now <laughs> so we're not doing that linear thing anymore we're just kind of things are just firing off at each other and you know and then I'll do a whole load of images responding to something he suggested like one comment even you know and, and then he'll do a whole load of words and, and we've, kind of, we've kind of ended up almost creating this weird kind of parallel universe Um, which is loosely based on the Isle of Man, because he's fascinated by the Isle of Man and the whole topography of the island and the folklore and everything. And it's almost like we're... And so we're both inhabiting this kind of landscape as ourselves, but also slightly mythologised versions of ourselves. And there's other characters coming in as well. So it's just fantastic. And we've got a whole body... We're building up a whole body of stuff. So we've got images, we've got music. I've responded to some of his music. Um, We've got film... We've got poems. Um, so it's just brilliant. It's really good. And also the other great thing about it is you can't work with somebody in that way and not get personal. And um, You know, we've shared stuff. You know, we've shared our anxieties. We've shared our kind of... We've shared our worries. And we've shared some stuff from our past as well. And, you know, so it's been really supportive in, on that level as well. So it's just a fantastic kind of creative, mental, emotional... Support system, really. So it's turned out to be much more than we initially envisaged, and it's just, and it's it's an ongoing one. This we haven't kind of set a deadline, so it's very exciting.
1: Is this something that we might be able to to see anything of, or does it feel like it's very much a conversation between the two of you?
0: Um, we haven't really talked about sharing anything as yet. Well, we talked about it actually, but we talked about what the end result might be. You know, an exhibition or whatever, or a book maybe or more, you know, so um, so I'd need to talk to Paul about that really, but um, I don't see why we, I think we probably shared bits on social, on Instagram actually, without mm-hmm. sort of labeling it as the project, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think we're quite open to sharing stuff, yeah.
1: Something that I imagine perhaps you wouldn't, you might not have had the, the breathing space for um, in normal, in, again, normal life. Are there, are there any other threads that are running through what you're doing at the moment? That I mean, that just sounds so inspiring. Um, I don't know how you'd manage to do other things as well, but is there anything anything else that we might not be aware of that you're up to at the moment?
0: Um, there was an, a, there's two other collaborations I've done this year, actually, and I think you're right, actually. You know, by giving us more time, by constraining us socially it frees up time to do stuff that you'd normally be spending, you know, out and about, I guess, and doing other stuff. So yes, I have had, I don't think I would have been able to do all of this unless it had been this year. But, um, so I did a, I'm working a bit with Martin Kane who's obviously based in the Island and he's brilliant, obviously in the brilliant band post-war stories, but he's also an amazing composer. And, um, he sent me some pieces, some pieces of music, and we we made a film using one of them that I just find absolutely the most beautiful piece of music. I can't express how it makes me feel. It just is one of those that goes straight to your heart without anything getting in the way. It just goes straight into you, and so it really helped me listening to that music to be able to make a film, a poetry film. Um. So his music enabled me to express things that I don't know I would have been able to express otherwise. So that's a really lovely collaboration, that that film. And I've got other, there's other music that Martin's done that we might be looking at as well. So that's really nice. So that's local. And then um, there was another collaboration that I was doing with another musician, who's also a filmmaker. Um, And he's based in Belgium, Mark Nays. And um, he got in touch to see if I'd work with him on like putting together films with his music, so his original music. Um, and so we spent about nine months doing that last year. And the result was 12 films and 12 tracks. And he's had the 12 tracks released as an album, which is absolutely brilliant. I'm so pleased for him because he's a brilliant musician. Again, he's very it's very experimental kind of ambient stuff, but it was fantastic working with him. And we got into this like rhythm really quickly of working together. So he, I'd send him a snippet of film. He'd then create the track, the music, and then I would then develop the film. They're animated stills, really, those kind of experimental animated stills. So I would then develop that by listening to his music and make it fit the music, and then we'd kind of tinker with it until he was happy. So, yeah, that was really good as well.
1: I know we're in lockdown, but I can't, I can't imagine how you find time to do all of that. It's, um, It sounds like a constant outpouring of creativity. Do you ever... It's it's a dangerous question, really. But do you ever do you ever find yourself feeling burnt out creatively?
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's really. I do. I. am I, I'm not. I'm not a level person. I'm not a person who's able to do that. So, well, I, I, it's just a, it's just the way I am, and I've kind of accepted it, and embraced it now. But I'll go on a roll, right? I'll go and I'll go on a mad like photograph taking roll. It becomes like an obsession and I just have to go out with my camera and I can't stop. And then I'm up half the night kind of like, you know, sorting them and editing them and making them into film sometimes and that kind of thing. And footage as well, you know, filming stuff. And then then I'll spend, I'll get into this real kind of, you know, obsessive time making things on the computer and doing collage and that kind of thing. And then suddenly I'll just think, oh my God, you know, no energy I feel like a stone <laughs> I can't do anything for a few days or even longer and I that used to really frighten me I just think oh god I'll never create and I know now that, that is just the way I work and and I I did have a fantastic therapist actually who, who who reassured me about that she used to say she used to say it's not a bad way of working it's a different way of work it's the way you work mm-hmm. it, you know kind of accept it and give yourself credit that that's what you do because I used to say oh I wish I could just be more kind of balanced and I wish I could be more on a level and she said well you're just not so (laughs) you (laughs) know accept it and embrace it kind of thing so I have done
1: and I suppose it's something it's something interesting to experiment with because I know what you mean like it's more convenient if our creativity is nine to five and we can sort of hit the go button hit the pause button and pick it up um exactly where we left off but um it's so much who we are that we can't expect it to to be consistent and reliable and all of that kind of thing but um in your sort of journey to acceptance um of of your tidal creativity almost did you try and force yourself into that sort of the round peg into the square hole did you did you try to structure yourself and limit yourself and were there any were there any positive outcomes to that
0: yes that's a really good question and I have done that and there's um and I think it can be really useful as well I mean I did this thing called the morning pages which is where you you know you know about this the morning pages where you write you you just write whatever comes into your head as soon as you wake up and it's a splurge and it's great and it kind of clears your mind and and you can get to the unconscious that way and I did that religiously for about six months and it was great and I got a lot of work out of that eventually that's not why I did it but eventually I look back over the mostly dross that I'd written and there were some nuggets of gold in there and I was able to write some poems from it but at the same time I know the kind of person I am I can use anything to punish myself and if I think I must write every day because a lot of writers say you must write every day and you really should write first thing in the morning if I start to believe that and try to do that and apply it to myself it could have the opposite effect so it could kind of kill my creativity I think since I've let go of that, I've been a lot more creative, actually. But there does need to be a certain amount of discipline. You do have to sit down and do it. So, But I think for me, it's not I can't sit down and do it at the same time every day because my life as a freelancer anyway is so unscheduled and all over the place. I've just learned, I suppose, to fit it in when I can. And that works for me. I mean, other people, it definitely probably would work for them to do it first thing in the morning or you know, in the evening or have a set time every day. But I've learned it doesn't necessarily work for me. So uh, so good good learning has come out of it that I'm better if I'm a bit more freestyle. but I do have to sit down and do it. That actually good things can come of it, but you don't have to do it like a religion. You know, you can pick it up at times if you feel you need it. So, for instance, in the first lockdown, I did revert to doing some of that. You know, writing every day at a certain time just because it felt like there was no, all routine had gone out of the window and, yeah. you know, it was quite helpful. But I only did it for a short time because I remembered why I'd stopped doing it the first time around because it doesn't really suit me. Yeah. <laughs> it's,
1: it's fascinating because it's, it's a brave attitude to have and I appreciate that it's, um, it's just what works for you and so it's what comes naturally. But um, I can imagine the fear. Um, that you must feel when you don't feel like doing anything one day and you think, oh, will I ever? Because it's sort of more of a commitment than a routine. You know, you know that you will do it, but there's no, there's no. Um, you're not enforcing any kind of schedule on that. And it's, you must have to really trust yourself to to be able to operate in that way, I think. Because I suppose one of the reasons that we do create schedules and we do pinpoint times that we're going to do this and going to do that and put it in the diary and everything is so that we can keep control of it and yet ultimately creativity is one of the things that you really truly cannot control
0: i think that's really true and i think that's a really good point as well because it's not that i don't ever schedule time because i do actually so one of my one of my new boundaries for this year is that i must keep at least one day completely free of obligations every week it's a really good new rule it's a really good new boundary shouldn't say rule Um, so that I will be able to do my own work on that day at whatever point in the day I want to. But it's really, it's not so much about not having work to do, like paid work, because if I have paid work, I'll do that. But it's about not having any phone calls, not having any meetings, because those things do make me anxious. So if I can have a day that's completely free of obligation-related anxiety, that's going to help my creative work. I know that. And typically, I keep the weekends as free as possible for my own stuff as well, and for you know being with Ian, you know, and doing nice things together. So I, th- there are kind of loose schedules. But also, I think it is a. I'm quite old, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I've been doing it for quite a while now. So it's kind of experience, isn't it? It's it's mm. learning that it's okay and that it doesn't go away. You know, and it, if you feel like you're having a creative block and I prefer to call it being fallow, I heard this from somebody and I thought it was a lovely idea that you're not blocked, you're fallow, like a field, you know, so there's lovely, lovely things going on underneath, but there's not much going on on the surface, but that's what's needed right now. I love that, it's very kind.
1: (sighs) What a beautiful way of thinking about it. No,
0: I've not created blocked, I'm fallow, but also that I know from experience that it doesn't go away forever it always comes back and for me normally it's quite temporary you know it's maybe days or a couple of weeks or maybe even a three weeks or something but it does come back and it's just because I'm tired because I've kind of had a creative splurge you know mm-hmm. um so mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 you can trust yourself when you've done the experiment over and over and over again can't you, you yeah you know it's it's okay <laughs>
1: wise words indeed um. <laughs> oh,
0: really not it's, just, it's just through hard experience <laughs> yeah. oh it's like with, it's like for me I find socializing really hard as you know and but I know that actually it's always okay and that's the only that's the only way I can do it because I know that every time it's happened before it's always been okay it's never been awful it's always been fine I mostly enjoyed it yeah <laughs> so it's that kind of experiment isn't it you've yeah. done it so many times you know it's all right really
1: Speaking of experiments, are there any, is there anything that, anything creatively or, I don't know, in terms of like lockdown life, is there anything that you'd like to experiment with, anything that you'd like to try, any hobbies or activities or media that you'd like to sort of have a play with?
0: Oh yes, and I'm just not doing it because I'm really procrastinating, but I've got legs on, obviously, so I can kind of excuse myself, but I have signed up for a, um, I signed up for a course, it was months ago, and I just haven't even looked at it. I've got all the materials. It's about drawing and painting. Because, I mean, I did an an arts degree, so I can draw and paint. But I haven't done it for years, Mm because I ended up specialising in photography, so I've gone into kind of photography and film. That's what I do. But I really want to get more hands-on again and do some stuff with pencils and paints and, you know, glue and all of that, and stitch as well. I'd love to do some stitching. Um, So I signed up for this course, and I just haven't gone there. I just haven't gone there. It's like, and I know it's because I'm scared of being rubbish.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's classic. I really, really
0: want to do it. So I will.
1: (laughs) Bless you. (laughs) I'm sure it'll, it'll happen when the time's right. Again, it's about trusting the process, isn't it? Just remind us where, you know, we've talked about Instagram so much. Where can we go to enjoy your lovely work?
0: Oh, uh, yes. It's at Janet Lees 2001. Lovely. The reason it's 2001 is that's the year I got married, just so you know. Oh, that's lovely. That was like my new life.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, good on you. And here's to many more new adventures. Good luck with it all. And um, I hope lockdown brings nice things your way.
0: Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council.
1: Thank you for listening to the Spotlight in Lockdown podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the series so that you don't miss any of our lovely conversations with creatives around the island. And follow Max Radio on social media for all of the latest updates. Stay safe out there. Slen you.